Welcome to episode 54 of Imperial Hearts. The 2017 celebration special. 40th anniversary Star Wars special. Yeah. From Orlando, Florida, live. <laughs> yeah, no, just kidding. We would never go to Florida. From Not in Trump's America. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was basically why we didn't go. Yeah, yeah. We talked like, <clears throat> uh, I, I was pretty sure, I can't remember which episode it was. We talked about how, if, uh, like, we're, we're, yeah, were we going to go to Celebration 2017? And we were like, well, maybe if Hillary Clinton is president, I, but not yeah. if Trump is president. And then as soon as it was like, hell no, hell no, not yeah, going. Yeah, I don't, so. I'm going to wait for things to calm down. Yeah, so definitely. So next year, we, well, it's every two years, right? Because like last year's now celebration it's every was, two in, years. was in London. There's no celebration next There's year. There's no celebration next year? You didn't hear about that? I think you told me about that at one point. That's a bummer. It's because nothing's happening next year. That's not true. There'll be like new animated show maybe. There'll be the Young Han Solo movie. Anyway, we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Um, I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Dana. And as if you haven't noticed yet already, this is a show about Star Wars. And um, today our main topic is going to be celebration. Yeah, we had four days of news and panels and interviews, and uh, we will tell you our biggest takeaways all show. And then at the end of the show, we're going to do a small segment of our book club where we're going to talk about the first quarter of Timothy Zahn's new Thrawn book mm-hmm. called Thrawn. Exciting. And Eli. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Nice. So why don't you, you've got all the notes. Why yeah. don't you start us off? So I wanted, to, I wanted to start off with like recapping on our predictions from last week and sort of like it's what. a great place to start. What, uh, what came true? What were we right on? What were we wrong on? Um, and uh, so I've got a couple of things. So Rebel Season 4 trailer. Check. Check. Last Jedi trailer? Check. Double check. Uh, a new video game reveal? Check. Oh, yeah, that was yours, yeah. Um, a couple of mine didn't come true. Yeah, we didn't get any Han Solo movie stuff. Yeah, nothing. Nothing about yeah, the that Han was, Solo movie. Yeah, that was actually kind of weird that we had literally nothing. Yeah, they did not confirm another movie, like no. Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. They didn't Fett. even mention it. Nope. Um, they also didn't... Star Wars confirmed to be... This is it. That's yeah. All. No more anthology films. Rogue One didn't do well enough. Um, they also didn't confirm... Um, Boba Fett in Rebels, although I feel like they definitely could have hinted f- at him. I feel like they soft confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. My bets are still on Boba Fett. Yeah, we can talk about that in the Rebels section. Maybe he's going to be in the mid-season trailer. Yeah. You know, like around yeah. around Christmas. Right. Once they reveal Boba Fett in episode eight, <laughs> then yeah. we're going to get yeah, a yeah. tie-in right. for him in Rebels. Nice. Um, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. They didn't... Um, confirm the next animated show after Rebels, but they did confirm some animated shorts called Force of Destiny, which is our first segment. And they also, they kind of had... Like, I think they soft confirmed that too, though. Yeah. Dave was like, they did. you know, there's no more Rebels, but we got this Force of Destiny thing, and then, you know, there's probably going to be more. Yeah. He's like, kind of really heavily hinted at the idea that something else is in the works. Yeah. And we sort of got 
another character reveal like we were talking about with like an actor which is let's talk about that okay when we get to that segment okay because i I, i'm gonna go off on a tangent if we talk about that that new new character yes so they did confirm a bringing a character back kind of thing a villain back a a new villain yeah from the old books yep which is what i predicted actor which is what we predicted which is what we predicted yeah so yeah so we did get we were spot on with that yeah Although I don't, I feel like, uh, we can talk about it a little bit now. Um, I feel like um, Rook, Rook, Rook. 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 Um, I feel like he's not going to be a major player. No, I'm sure you're right. I don't think he's going to be the Darth Maul like we were predicting. Yeah. Um, I have, I, I, I want to talk about Rook for like, I think we should always talk about him like that. <laughs> yeah. And we, we should talk about, um, we should talk about him later. Cause I could mm-hmm. talk, I think I could talk for 15 minutes about my theories. Nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, we did get some of that stuff, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, definitely. And, uh, everything was, you know, exciting. Good teaser, a very teasery trailer, more like the first force awakens, tra- uh, teaser yeah, for the yeah. last Jedi than, than the rogue one. Um, it was a yeah it was definitely a teaser and uh i also have so and then in other star wars news i have one more piece of star wars news which was not celebration related all right let's get get that out of the way okay so everyone was talking celebration this this week yeah so rainbow rowell tweeted hey if you like star wars we i have like my short story called kindred spirits for sale it's about people who are like lining up to see the original star wars like why don't you go buy that and then really? one of the heads of publishing at Lucasfilm tweeted at her and they were like, hey, I know you love Star Wars Rainbow. We'd love to have you come and write for Star Wars. Just call us anytime. Call us. Holy and, shit. And she was like, seriously? Now I'm thinking about it and plotting. And he was like, no, seriously, call us. And so. Wow, that would be really cool. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Rainbow Rowell is, she's written. I think we've mentioned her before. Maybe, yeah. She's like a young adult author. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book, like, I've only read one of her, uh, one, you read Fangirl. one and a half. Yeah, you didn't like, finish Fangirl? I don't think I finished Fangirl. Um, uh, she wrote, what the fuck is it called? If Carry On. Carry On, which is like a Harry Potter fanfic almost. Basically. Basically. It's a love letter to Harry Potter and is a, a really solid she's one of our adult. favorite authors yeah. so we, we would love to see her do star wars mm-hmm. stuff and yeah. she's a big fan of star wars and uh yeah so basically they like soft reached out to her on twitter to be like call us we can hook you up with writing a star wars book <laughs> so that would be awesome so um that's it for the like extra celebration news the rest of it celebration Reveals. Live in Orlando from Toronto, <laughs> not from and Orlando. not live, <laughs> not live and not in Orlando. Yeah. Um. So let's talk forces of destiny. That's the first. Thing I have on a lot of <laughs> a lot of thoughts about forces of so destiny. So what is forces of destiny? Forces of destiny, as far as I can tell, I mean the official. Do you want to go with the official? What yeah. what it is? Let's, or yeah, well we'll give we'll let's give the audience what it's supposed to be. Okay, and then we'll. It's a doll line that has short films associated with it. Yeah, 16, like, two-minute short films premiering on YouTube. I mean, yeah. And, and they pitched it They pitched it as short films with dolls. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, from working in the animation industry as long as I have, 
it's the other way around. Let's be let's be honest <laughs> yeah. here. Um, but it sounds like like I'm really excited about them, both mm-hmm. the dolls and the the shorts. Yeah, adventure figures. Ad- sorry, yeah. adventure figures. Adventure figures. Sorry. Um, Gotta stay on message. Yeah, they're very definitively not called dolls, and I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of like research why they're not calling them dolls. Yeah. Um, no, but, it wasn't adventure figures. It was yeah, like it's adventure. A, it's adventure figures. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. And they they wanted to. I'm sure that there's like doll is the magic word to lose the like little boy um, demographic. I bet as soon as you call something on a package a doll, it's like Toys R Us is putting it with the Barbies. Yeah, maybe. And, maybe because it it was very very deliberate that they kept saying like adventure figures, even though they're like doll, like articulated dolls with like real hair. They resemble they resemble dolls, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Because, They're very cute because I don't think we've had a line of Star Wars dolls that were high quality. Yeah, that weren't like the like you there's know, there's hot prob- toys. There's probably yeah. been um, there's probably been Star Wars Barbies or something. Yeah, um, I'm sure there has been, but there hasn't been like a dedicated doll line, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to... We should, we should definitely get one and review it. Yeah. yeah. And so the Force of Destiny shorts are going to be narrated... The like meta story is narrated by Maz Kanata. That's pretty cool. And they're going to feature Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, Leia, Rey with BB-8, Jyn Erso, and Padme. So they're basically... Um, they they never come right out and say that they're focused on the heroines of Star Wars, but it, it's implied. It's implied that it's um sort of women of Star Wars kind of focus yeah, shorts. Um, definitely, and they're officially canon. They take this is what I'm excited about because I w- I was worried that these would just be advertisements for the dolls, right? But they've gone on record. Like we we talked about um, or we watched the panel with mm-hmm. Dave Filoni. Where he said it's really important to him that these be canonical mm-hmm. and advance the story. Yeah. Um, so these these shorts, I, from what I can tell, they're probably going to be between two and five minutes. Right. Um, just from what I've heard. Um, but I think that they will advance the larger story, or at least attempt to. Yeah, which is super cool. And we, we know a couple of details. The one, Ray and BB-8, it takes place... Um, you know, when Rey during first the, rescues BB-8. Yeah, and, during the events of Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. before she takes him um, to Unkar Plot the next morning. Hera's short is the Battle of Endor, where she teams up with Han and Leia. I think that was pretty cool. That uh, one's very exciting. It was a cool move, yeah. Uh, Sabine is with Chopper on Yavin 4, and it, she's got her Season 2 haircut. So I'm very curious about what that's about. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, weird. Because it, like, otherwise it would make sense, unless she, like, changes her hair back, if we see in this, except we see her in the season four trailer with her purple hair. And so, I wonder... in short, she's got her season two, her, like, green and blue hair. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's on Yavin 4 with Chopper. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. They look, uh, it's a very different style than we've seen from... Um, Star Wars animation. It's 2D. Sort it's, of yeah, it's done, boom. it's done by a separate company. Yeah, Ghostbot is um, doing it. Yeah. And yeah, cute little short films premiering on YouTube with a longer series in the fall. I wasn't really initially a fan of the, the designs. Um, 
But then when I saw the animation in motion, I was like, oh, that's actually really well done. So I think if you aren't a fan of the stills, mm-hmm. I, I would take a look at the the animated race short. Cool. It's on YouTube. Um, any other thoughts about that? No, I like... Um, oh, they also have a Luke doll. They showed they showed the dolls. Um, or, he's pretty sorry, cute. You built, you built it up. You were like, he's so cute. And I was like, mm, <laughs> yeah. not, not twinky enough. Sorry. <laughs> he's just, it was Hoth Luke. You know, yeah, it's not it's, Farm Boy it's Luke. It's Bespin Luke, yeah. Farm Boy Luke is Master Twink. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's like a Sabine. There's an Endor Leia, a Hoth Leia, um, a Rey, a Jyn or so, a Luke... And a yeah. Chewbacca. And the Chewbacca's Chew- horrifying. Chewbacca's a little weird looking. He's he's kind of like they animeified him. It's weird. It's weird, yeah. So no, I don't know no about thank that. You. The hair is a little fluffy. You know, like they haven't gotten that like super um, high quality like Barbie hair where it lays flatter. You know, the hair's a mm. little hair's a little puffy, but that's okay. On Chewbacca or on everyone? No, on everyone. It's it's hard to do like short doll hair, especially on a character like Sabine. Like yeah, when the hair yeah, is short, it doesn't that. weigh enough to I'm be sure held down. You so. can style it yourself. Yeah, uh, I will definitely probably get one, but I don't know which one. I'm thinking about it. I'm a big fan of Hoth Leia, so you know that, and she comes with an R two. That's a I'm curious classic. to see what the hair doll looks like. Yeah, because they didn't show her. I'm assuming there's going to be more than one doll line. I'm sh- like, I'm assuming based on this, if it's successful, we'll probably mm-hmm. get a second line. Yeah, so with Ahsoka and Padme, and you know, maybe. Um... I mean, Ahsoka's one of the dolls. Oh, sorry, Hera. That's yeah, yeah Hera, Hera yeah. and Padme. And... Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming we will, um, and you know, all the other classics like Sam Wessel and Anakin's mom. <laughs> yeah, like they showed in the sizzle reel. Captain Phasma? Phasma, yeah. Well, they're only going with the femmes, so like maybe Kylo right. Ren. Right. True. Yeah. Actually, that would be a pretty good move. Kylo Ren would make a good doll. Yeah, he would with his like luxurious hair. So yeah, so yeah, let's list okay. off the who are the femmes in Star Wars. Um, we got Luke, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Some girls, I guess. Hera. Yeah, we can have Hera in that Hera. one. Do you think they make a mass? I think they should. I yeah. think they should make, make a mass. Yeah. Um... Sam Wessel. Yeah. I think Phasma, Phasma Phasma's like, no, I don't want a doll line. Yeah. But, well, Phasma has a bunch of dolls, like, or, like, figures already. She has a lot of figures. Because we don't know what her face looks like, so they just have, like... Um... An adventure figure, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we um, were so off message. Um... Uh, who else... Wow, there sure is a lot of girls in Star Wars. Mon Mothma. Oh, Mon Mothma. I don't think they'll make a Mon Mothma doll. <laughs> Who's going to buy a Mon Mothma doll? <laughs> yeah, even um, I probably wouldn't buy a Mon Mothma doll. Tarkin. Tarkin. <laughs> no, if you're going to have it, it, out of that era, it's going to be Krennic Admiral before Piet. it's Tarkin. <laughs> Admiral Pia. Uh, oh, no, speaking of Tarkin. Snoke. Smoke. They had another. The Actually, next. I would love a, th- a Hux doll. Yeah, like a the little uniform with the cape and the the, the coat. True. Yeah, the coat. That'd yeah, be pretty good. It's a the nice fabric clothes. Yeah. But speaking of Tarkin toys, they did have a, a new line of Black Series figures announced. Um, yes. Toys. Yeah. One of which is Thrawn. I thought they weren't Black Series. I thought they were um, a new line of 
vintage series or something. Oh, I thought those ones were new black series ones. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, we're not going to buy them. Well, I might buy the Tarkin one because it comes... <laughs> because it comes with an ITO. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It comes with an ITO interrogator droid, and I that's probably one of the... One of, like, two or three... I thought the Thrawn set was cool. I didn't like the look of the Thrawn doll, though. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't look like... It's more like Timothy Zahn's Thrawn than it is Rebels. Yeah, they didn't quite cartoonify. He looks yeah. too realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... They do, yeah, the, the Tarkin doll is a little weird. I don't know what I would do with the Tarkin part of the, the set. Cause like, Put him in the cage with Krennic at work. <laughs> yeah. I should bring in my Tarkin pop and put him in the cage with Krennic you at should. work. You can fight mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want more Star Wars dolls. Mm-hmm. Give me all the Star Wars dolls. Well, they're working on it. Um, all right, what's next? Last Jedi. The Last Jedi trailer teaser. Yeah, and panel. Spectacular panel. Yeah. Where do we start? So, where do we start? Wacky theories. I mean, we're assuming you guys have seen this. If if you haven't seen this trailer, you're not listening to this podcast. Let's be free. Let's be... Let's be honest here. Why the hell are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, if you haven't seen this trailer yet, go watch it. Go watch it. Um, So... It's uh, very much... Watch it ten times and then go watch all the theories on YouTube about it. (laughs) It's very much in the vein of the Force Awakens teaser. It has a complete Complete with someone breathing heavily in the first shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you pointed out. Yeah, Yeah. and um, so we see some shots of our favorites. You know, we see um, lots of Rey. We hear Luke, him narrating to Rey. We see a shot of Poe and BB-8. We see a shot of Poe Dameron doll, though. <gasps> yeah. We, oh, man. With his little flight suit. You know, like, if, if anyone's the Ken doll of, yes. of Star Wars, you know, he's, like, that archetypal, like, 70s man. Yeah. Okay, but then can we also get a Finn doll? Of course. You well, you, I mean, yeah. At that, at that point, you'd need a Finn because you'd have Rey and Poe. You, yeah. you gotta have a Finn. Yes. Yeah, so and then you gotta have a Rose. Yeah. So just all the Last Jedi characters... All the characters as adults. Yeah. Right now. Yes. And oh, and it can be so you can have a variant. You can have stormtrooper Finn. Yeah. But then you can also have like resistance Finn with the jacket. Then you have a two pack with Finn and Poe, and Finn's Finn's wearing Poe's jacket, and Poe's wearing a stormtrooper outfit. (laughs) It's like uh, I don't know. Yeah. I put Poe in his little red flight suit. Poe doll. Poe doll. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Nice. Um, yeah, so we see Poe in his flight suit with BB-8. We see Black 1 may or may not get blown up. I'm very sad it, um, about that. I might just be damaged. Maybe. Um, we see Finn in like his... Black 1 is Poe's ship, for those of you who don't know what Black 1 is. Yes. Um, it's Poe's... Poe's customized X-Wing with Pharaoh Sphere scatter paint to... Um, <clears throat> nerd to scatter sensors that's why it's painted black oh really that's kind of cool actually sensor scattering paint sensor scattering paint Mm -hmm. say that five times fast (laughs) Um, yeah anyway we see finn um we're really bad at going off topic still in his coma uh but it's like a lot of people were upset about that but it's like they made it so clear in the panel that he had like a major role in the movie that it was like it's just the first teaser like Finn is going to be in the movie you guys like don't I'm worry pretty about sure it. he's going to wake up by like 5 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like there's no way he's not. No, he had he it was implied 
in the panel that he would have another major role in the movie. Yeah, so don't I think it's silly guys. to imagine he wouldn't. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and we see Kylo Ren with the hint of his scar. Yeah. He's not wearing his mask because his mask is shattered. We see a shot of a shattered Kylo Ren mask. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the piece de resistance, Luke saying, I think it's time for the Jedi to end, which... Luke's famous line. Luke's famous Maybe line. this Jedi stuff was not such a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And oh man, have I seen some reactions to that? Um, oh yeah. What are the, what are? Give me some choice bits. Some okay. choice cuts. Okay. So they range from people being like, "No, no, he's just like, he means you know, like where I I feel like there's um, there's like a subset of fans who are really into the Jedi." Just as like as an organization, and I think they're, I can imagine that. Yeah, they're the yeah. people who, um, when they draw like Padawan Ben Solo, they've got like the braid and the little ponytail because they're attached to sort of the like ritual of the Jedi Order. And I think they're like, no, Luke has to. For those of you at home, I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you know, Luke has to be, or like it doesn't mean what we think it means, and you know, like oh no, he's lost his faith, and he's got to like come back around. And then there's the other contingent who's like, yeah, the Jedi Order was all kinds of fucked up. Like, maybe we move beyond that. And um, Yeah, I, I think that's overwhelmingly... I mean, in every piece of media we've seen over the past year and a half, yeah. it's building towards this. Yes, agreed. It will tie... I mean, think about this as one whole, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Rebel Season 4 will also be coming to coming to like a head right when episode eight comes out what are we going to do with kanan and ezra well what if they're not jedi Mm -hmm. you know like i think it just makes a lot of sense yeah having the bendu in season three um my prediction i have a lot of predictions for this so like you were saying before the podcast like there's that shot of that book Mm -hmm. um when Ray says the balance. Which I think everybody knows, or everyone's speculating by now, is mm-hmm. the Journal of the Wills, mm-hmm. um, which ties us back to, like we predicted, yep. there's going to be something we establish in um, Rogue One yep. that will carry forward into Episode Eight. Yes. And my prediction is it's going to be Jetta. Yeah. And the Church of the Force. And the, and the Journal of the Wills. Yeah, and the Guardians of the Wills. And the Guardians of the Wills. And I think I think we're going to see that, like, Luke went off to find the last Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. The first Jedi Temple. The first Jedi Temple. I think he finds that it was blown up by the Death Star mm-hmm. because it was on Jedha. Yeah. Just a theory. Yeah. Um, but he's able to find this journal called the Journal of the Wills, which explains what the first Jedi were like. Yeah. He keeps it, and he studies it, and he's like, yo... The Jedi have really gone off the intended path. And mm-hmm. this this journal talks about how the Jedi are just one... Like we see in the, that book, the novelization of the... For, uh, yeah. The Rogue One movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going really fast now. Sorry. Um, like there's those quotes from the Journal of the Wills in the Rogue One novelization, which talk about how the Jedi and the Sith are just one of like 50 different organizations. Yeah. Who've existed. Yeah. Um. And I think what really drives this theme home for me is that Rey is being trained in the middle of a vast ocean. Yeah, there's so much imagery and symbolism right? related to The Last Jedi that's implying... This, there's so much like, more out there. And there's um, the poster where yeah. she's like standing in the middle of 
Luke and Kylo Ren. Balance. Um, like, splitting splitting them down the middle. Yep. Um, and, like, the, the symbol that she makes is, like, the Jedi symbol. Yeah. Do you see cool. that? That's kind of cool, that too. That is cool. And I, I've seen a lot of parallels. Um, that shot of her standing in front of the ocean... There's um, somebody had the shot of Anakin standing on Naboo from mm. the back, and the shot of Luke standing in front of Vader's grave at the end of um, like the funeral pyre at the end of um, Interesting. Return of the Jedi, where it's the same like framing of so. Okay, um, interesting. Some people are using that to speculate about you know Ray being a Skywalker as well, like Ray having. You know, yeah, I don't think that's even as interesting to me anymore. You know, like who Ray's parents are. I don't think it matters to me anymore. I think what's more interesting to me is this whole riddle about the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited, and we've been harping on this for years. The the whole like um, I've seen a lot of people online being calling it calling um, Luke or Ray like a gray Jedi. I think that's like such a weird term. Yeah, because that misses the point. It's not that the Sith and the Jedi are a binary. Mm-hmm. It's that the Force is a vast ocean. And then, and there's these two things that we thought of as poles on a, mm-hmm. but they're not poles. They're like two planets in a vast, yeah. you know, in a vast universe of possible uses for the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in Rogue One and in um, like every single book we've read, yeah, and there's in Rebels in, and in Rebels. There's and like Maz Kanata, like there's mm-hmm. all these people who have um, ties to the Force but are not Jedi. Yeah, you know. And what better way to drive that point home than to make it a part of, like, to make it a core concept of... Yeah. It just makes sense, right? Because you have the the original trilogy ends with the light side, like, tilting the balance. Mm-hmm. And the, the prequel trilogy, the dark side tilts the balance. Mm-hmm. But, like... No one's addressed that it's a balance and it's supposed to be a balance. Yeah, and then it, it, you can't have these like constant pendulums where it's, yeah. it's like if it if you continue to um, sort of support this binary, this like light side dark side binary, you're always going to get these like wild swings. Hashtag smash the binary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like I feel as though in the last couple of years, just like you were saying, there's been an increasing um, sort of shift to seeing the Force as uh, less binary yeah. and less light side, dark side. Like, if you look at um, Turut and Baze in in Rogue One, like, Turut is um, a deeply devout, like, guardian of the wills, yep. but is also very clearly not a Jedi and does not follow Jedi, like, philosophies not at all. Not at all, no. Um and is shown to be a heroic character. And what I think is interesting is that Chirrut is, you know, a guardian of the wills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, like, the origin of that. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast. I don't think so. Um, so the original script title for Star Wars was... Um, I might be quoting this wrong, but it's something like... Um, uh, Star Wars, like... An excerpt from the Journal of Luke Skywalker, the Journal of the Wills. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. it the idea of this, like, um, you know, the Guardians of the Wills, the the Journal of the Wills or whatever, mm-hmm. it's sort of implying um, this material is coming from the source. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what I... So I'm imagining that Chirrut, if, if he is a Guardian of the Wills, 
his teachings are maybe older than the Jedi's. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe more um, come from more a deeper root, a cheek root. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's even in his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Chi root, you know, you know, chi yeah. like energy and right. root meaning deep roots. Yeah, I just um, came up with that. Of course, like we see that there are, like we know that there were Jedi on Jedha, and that, like you know, they. Had I mean, they should hope so. The family. fucking planet's called Jedha. Yeah, and that 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 the Jedi Order also had a connection to the Kyber Temple and yeah. the, the Guardians of the Wills. But um, yeah, Chi root represents a different kind of. Oh yeah, sensitive. Um, he doesn't feel like the Jedi that we see in the prequels. No, and I feel like that's really important. And yeah. I really like, like we talked about this in um, our Rebel season three discussion when we talked about the legacy of Mandalore episodes, um, Trials yeah. of the Dark Saber. That's right. Yeah. Where um, Kanan is teaching Sabine to use the dark saber, and of course Sabine's not force sensitive, but he's using similar teachings that he used. Um, you know, when he was learning and when he was teaching Ezra, so he's using Jedi teachings. And when he breaks from his mold to use her emotions to unlock her potential, you know, he's very seriously deviating from the, the dogma. Yeah, yeah. Like where he is, he, he baits her to get her angry. Which is like a core thing. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that, you know, for the audience, we know that anger is the path to dark side. Mm-hmm. So that's a big red flag mm-hmm. that Kanan's encouraging that. And we see it um, work to their advantage. Yeah. Like we see Sabine use that to break through the um, armor that, that has been holding her back. Definitely. And uh, yeah, for him to make that step um, off of the path of the Jedi, and then he has the you know all the conversations he has with Bendu... Uh, who's I, I just like, want to address the Bendu um, from a meta perspective right. as a writer, right? Um, why put the Bendu into Rebels at all? Why not have the Bendu be a light side user? Yeah. If not to foreshadow something else, mm-hmm. right? There's there's no reason that that character can't be, yeah. you know, like Kabeath or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they specifically made him, you know, the one in the middle or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it would not surprise me, I, I don't think, I, like, I don't know. Because obviously we're, we're always going to have, you know, good and evil mm-hmm. in Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if they make more than just nine episodes, which mm, of course they're going to, yeah. um, there's never going to be a balance. Yeah. Um, but I think we might still have more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we will have something, you know heroes that don't call themselves jedi or sith mm-hmm. even like maul you know that, that's another another hint right yeah. and kylo ren is also not a sith kylo ren's not a sith mm-hmm. yeah so like there's all these little hints that you know these people aren't using these terms anymore mm-hmm. um what does that mean and so i think like for us and we've talked about this before when we found out about the title the last jedi it was uh, yeah, like, it was like it, of course that's what it's about yeah and we yeah. were thinking like it's Luke saying the Jedi as a concept is over. Its time is over. You gotta move on. Yeah, yeah. and not the last person who's ever gonna wield a lightsaber and use the Force. No. It's the religion, the organization that the Jedi represented. It's time to not do that. You know, like we're... Yeah, it we're, was a failure. Yeah, and yeah. maybe maybe that's part of his arc is he tried. 
you know, I, I th- um, I'm sure that will be part of it. Yeah. Because in, of course, in Return of the Jedi, he was identifying as a Jedi, and that's what he wanted. Jedi identity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah, wanted. He sure. he was a Jedi like his father before him, mm-hmm. and we see the implication that he started a Jedi school of some kind. Yeah, they, um, I mean they've said as much, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, now he's sort of jaded, and he's gone off, and he's now he's saying he's clearly willing to train Rey, but he, not as a Jedi. Do you know what kind of vibe I'm really getting from Luke? What? Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you see it, which is also a Disney property. True. Yeah. And like Jeff Bridges in in so like let's just you know take this metaphor a bit farther. Okay. So. Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. Um, it's not. A, we're, we're not going to discuss what that movie is about because it'll take too long. Yeah. Um, but the character is very similar. You know, he is like a force user basically, mm-hmm. um, and his philosophy is that you know, like the only way to win the game is not to play. And I feel like that's what we're going to see from Luke. Yeah. Is that he's like, you know, I, I feel like what he's going to say is like, if there's Jedi. There's going to be Sith. Mm-hmm. If there's no Jedi, there won't be Sith. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there's like the stronger the light, the greater the shadow. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be his philosophy. Is that he's going to be like, um, you know, the the if the Jedi come back, like we're just inviting this darkness back. Mm-hmm. So instead, we have to just like let go of that and mm-hmm. just and then and like let let that pass. And then, like, you know, Razor, because she's going to be like, no, we have to do something. Yeah. And, like, you know, Luke's going to be like, yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. And I, I feel like in the panel for The Last Jedi, Daisy was talking about how, you know, for Ray, it's kind of like when you meet your heroes, you know, maybe they're not always what you expect them to be. And yeah. that's going to be a big part of her story is sort of maybe realizing Luke isn't what she expected him to be. And so... I'm I'm feeling like she's like train me as a Jedi and he's like no the Jedi are over like yeah and obviously we see he but does we see, train her we in the see force. training scenes yeah 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 but um I think he I think he's gonna want to do it without the sort of Jedi thing I feel like it's important for me um, and I think it's important like as a narrative that Luke is wrong mm. you know like I, I don't I think it would be a, not an interesting movie if Luke was right about that like about not having jedi anymore or you know or just in general like Mm -hmm. luke for like luke because luke is um like in the way that obi-wan and yoda were wrong yeah Yeah. pretty pretty much but but more bringing more of a highlight to it right is that like if luke is just right that's not a very interesting character yeah you know if luke's like you know there there can't be jedi anymore i'm gonna train you as not a jedi go off and do right your thing i feel like i feel like Luke has to be. Yeah, there's going to be something. He's he's doing something on that island, right. and he, it's not the right thing. And Ray's the one who turns it around. Yeah, she's the one who leaves Dagobah early. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for the right reasons. I don't know. I, I that's what my instincts tell I me. I also feel like again, there's a huge contingent of fans online, and this is usually from black and white Tumblr. You know, Tumblr has What's like black and white Tumblr. Well, just black and white meaning like, you know, Jedi, Sith, good, evil. Like, oh yeah, sure. You know where um, binary Tumblr, binary Tumblr, where um, you know Kylo Ren just deserves to die. You know, in sort of anti-redemption arc for Kylo Ren, where I feel like he's also 
um, an important part of the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's also an important part Snoke, of... Snoke picked him because he has a balance of light and dark. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's an important part of this Force legacy. And I think his story is not just going to end with Rey impaling him with a lightsaber in the middle of this battle. Like, he's got he's like, gonna be some turn- sort turned. of arc. Yeah. Um, like, an important arc in, in the next couple movies. And I don't think it's going to be simple. And I don't think it's going to be what those simple like desired fans want i don't no. think it's going to be we, um, kyle, straightforward kyle has been set up from the beginning it's like not quite what we imagined yeah yeah um so i don't know what they'll do with him i don't know if they'll give him a redemption arc but somebody was talking somebody was pointing out about how you know we already had that the worst villain gets totally redeemed or you know mostly in, it won't in Anakin. Be, yeah it won't be darth vader and then we already had the light side hero turns completely to the dark side in Anakin. And so it's like, we're probably not going to have either of those things. I think it's going to be Kylo more Zuko than Vader. Yeah. Where like he gets, (laughs) that would be amazing. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm referencing Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, But what I mean to say is that he gets abandoned by Snoke. Or some right, mm-hmm. like the first order abandons him, and he has to, yeah, you know. And that for for whatever reason, there's something greater, and he has to team up with the heroes reluctantly to. Yeah, but he's he he's the one who has to do it. It's not like yeah, um, they don't redeem him. He asks to be, you know, he, mm-hmm. they don't like like, and I think that's like an outdated thing, right? Like redeeming the the villain is something that used to happen, but yeah. like the villain kind of who doesn't need to be redeemed, but who just becomes a three-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I think Kylo could be a really cool character. Yeah. Especially because they set him up in the first movie as a total goofus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, imagine this journey from, like, goofus to really cool, strong character. Yeah. Who we all like. Mm-hmm. What a victory that would be to, mm-hmm. like, to create this total dork who becomes your favorite character by the end of the trilogy yeah not just a dork but an evil dork who kills his dad an evil dork who kills his dad yep and a lot of people didn't like oh yeah he's not there's a large contingent of people who did not like him at all no and didn't see that didn't see the value of appeal at all yeah i saw his appeal Mm -hmm. his appeal that is is yeah we've talked about this yeah um but i think it would be interesting to like show those people like, hey, yeah. you didn't think you liked this character by the end of this journey. Yeah. And I, I think, like, yeah, Star Wars has historically been a very, um, you know, has been kind of like a, a, a morally binary universe. And they're really moving away from that. Like, I think, you know, Star Wars is about mythology and mythology has to reflect the times. Mm-hmm. And we don't live in a black and white universe mm-hmm. anymore. Um things aren't that simple yeah and i i would hope that star wars would reflect that and i feel like it has been it has been Um, yeah yeah and i feel like when we're we're going to talk about a couple of other things today which are really reflective of that battlefront we're going to talk about Thrawn. like all of these things sort of feed feed into this um, yeah this idea that uh it's beyond this is good and this is evil now and it's not that simple it's more about interesting stories yeah and interesting people and that people can be three-dimensional and can be human and be all of these things definitely Um, and that's that's 
in some ways that's a hard message to hear you know right now even like when we're confronted with true evil yeah the, yeah. Wor- the world is is in kind of a scary place right now and we have so much information and a lot of that information is scary and yeah. seems um beyond comprehension and so uh, to a certain extent people push back against the idea that um we want to see people who seem to be evil being three-dimensional humans that we can relate to and empathize with you know sometimes people don't want to do that they're like i don't want to empathize with you you're evil um but i feel like there's always a value in that especially in fiction where um you can be saved with the power of love and maybe you can't do that in real life you know like maybe not always maybe you're not always going to be able to stay save steve bannon with the power of love and friendship but the fact that you can save darth vader with it then you know like it it gives you a hope for um living in dark times to feel like the the best of human emotion can overcome the worst of it agreed i I mean i think that's it's just the stories we need to hear yeah um because if we tell those stories enough then that will reflect in the real world yeah it's never too late to go home that's my that's that's my philosophy and so that's my stand for rebel callous and that's my stand for um you know light side kylo ren like you can i don't know that there's room for some sort of forgiveness or redemption i should hope so all right Let's segue. Yeah, to any other Last Jedi thoughts? Oh, um, I want to talk about... I have quite a few, actually, yeah. still. Yeah, same. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Okay, I want to talk about Kelly Marie Tran's maintenance, resistance maintenance worker, Rose. Woof. Oh, so cute. So cute. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I already thought she was cute, yeah. but, like, seeing the costume, yeah, it was her, like, oh, so adorable. Her character's so cute. And so her character was introduced in the panel. Her name is Rose, and she works on the Resistance base in maintenance. And she gets... Pulled... I wonder what kind of Star Wars-y last name she's going to have. Yeah. she gets... Rose Darklighter. <laughs> she's big Darklighter, like, no. niece. <laughs> um, she gets pulled into an adventure with Finn. Um, and yeah, interesting. I, I read... And she doesn't want to be a hero. You know, she's not a pilot. She's not a soldier. She She's a maintenance... Um, which I think is a cool, like, um, I like that. You would have that bonding moment with Finn too, who also worked in sanitation on Starkiller base. Like, you know, they would have a, you know, he probably understands what it's like to be overlooked, um, in favor of the like flashier roles. And, um, apparently she's a big fan of Finn as a character. Apparently Finn's, um, sort of story has gotten around the resistance and that he has, he is a big deal in the resistance now. Um, and probably while he's been unconscious, yeah, sorry, I just got that. Um, while he's been unconscious, probably words of his exploits have gotten around and he's garnered a a little fan base, a lot of respect in the resistance. So she's a fan fan girl. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And I, I think that could be a really fun plot, the two of them and maybe Poe and BB-8 and like them doing their thing while Ray does her force training. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what the other plot is, the non-Ray plot. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get at least three points of view. Um, 
Ray, Kylo, and Finn. the rest of those yeah. buddies. Um, my suspicion. This is just a. This is just a hunch. Okay. Is that scene, um, the scene with Poe running away from running down that hallway and Black One getting blown up, mm-hmm. that's going to be our opening scene. Mm. I mean, after we see the scene with Ray and, right. they, and they give us a cliffhanger. Like an attack on the, the base? Yeah. Attack on their new base and they have to escape and then, then half of them fly off to Cloud City and half of them fly off to Dagobah. <laughs> what? No, seriously. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. like I'm. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. It's a good opening for a movie. Yeah. I don't think that like. All right. I'm not. I'm not what I'm not saying is that I don't think this is going to be Empire Strikes Back remix, mm-hmm. like you know, like Force Awakens was. I don't think that's true. Um, but I, I think that element will carry over. For some reason, I think that that would make sense. It's interesting. Yeah, that would be uh, cool. It's a good way to send people on adventures. Mm-hmm. I think I, I get the feeling that we might get two teams of uh, resistance. Hmm. Like it's hard for me to imagine, um, you know, Finn, Rose, and Poe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Finn and Rose, and then Poe's off somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Poe's got Black Squadron or whatever. Snap and... Poe and Snap. Poe and Snap and yeah, and, Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, or, you know, Poe and Kylo Ren. Nice. Nice. Unlikely team up. It isn't... Oh, but then, like, if Poe... Or if um, if Kylo starts his, like, Zuko journey in this movie, then Poe... Poe is the perfect Aang. Yeah. Yeah. Because Poe is, like, he's like, look, man, you hurt me personally. Like, we have beef, but, like... It's okay. Like, I feel like I see that it's more valuable for us to team up right now. And BBA's like, Well, Poe's like, you know, I know your mom. Yeah. Right? He's like, Like, I worship your mom. Like, like, your mom is my mom. We're brothers. You know? Like, (laughs) yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. She still wants you to come back. She still loves you. Yeah, because probably in. Fuck, I'm going to cry. In Force Awakens, he didn't know. But maybe by now he knows. If Poe tells him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Disney, call us. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else? I mean, we could probably talk about this for a long time. But yeah, there was... Um, we have all year to speculate. It's true. That sh- that shot of the uh, um, ships on that like white sand with the red smoke kind of thing. Driving like, towards the Adams? Driving. To- yeah, yeah. It's a mining yeah. planet. Because is it actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah that it makes like sense. A thing that gotta have your mining like, quota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For y- those of you counting at home, gotta get your mining. We didn't have representation. Enough, we didn't have any mining in Force Awakens, so we have to make up for it with the mining. You probably had to do some mining to build Star Killer Base, but it wasn't part of the plot. Yeah, it wasn't part of the plot. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. What's our next topic? The next topic is season four of Rebels. Holy shit. Yeah. Hit the nail on that. I mean, um, we didn't get a lot of new information. No. I mean, it was an exciting panel. It was really cool to see the panel with the whole cast and mm-hmm. they had really great chemistry and 
And everyone ships Zeb Callus. Yeah, they made a lot of Zeb and Callus. What's jokes. Zeb Callus called again? Callus Zeb. Callus Zeb. Yeah. yeah. And they made a lot of hot Callus jokes. Hot Callus. And we were like, look, Callus has been hot this whole time. But that so. one, that one strand of hair. <laughs> yeah, that one strand. Where Dave Filoni was like, we spent a lot of money animating on that, that one hair. strand of hair, and it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they made a. It was nice to have the the the, um, the actor. Uh, Steve, Steve Bloom, yeah. Steve Bloom um, was was shipping it. Yeah, he plays Zeb, and he was shipping it for sure. He said that, and he was he was really pushing the Kala Zeb agenda. Yeah, he said that he mentioned a couple times. Yeah, yeah. the end of Zeb's story ends up with him going to Lyrasan and starting a family with Callus. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yeah, and okay, so obviously that's not going to be canon in season four, but I don't think they're going to do anything to like deconfirm it like it's not like i don't think they're gonna give zeb or callus like a love interest i i think they'll neither confirm nor deconfirm no. it i think they'll leave it like on like they'll leave it open that you can i think there will be room for you to imagine that zeb and callus do go to lyrison and start a family i hope so uh, unless one of them dies, which would be really sad. That that won't happen. Yeah, they would not do that. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they'll kill Callus now that he's like safely ensconced on um, Zeb, the rebel. Zeb is not the kind of character who you kill unless unless you're in a Rogue One movie. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a total party kill. Thanks, Rogue One. Yeah. Now, now we won't trust that. Anyway, um, so I I have some. We, what, what's the new information that we learned? We learned Callus is going to get longer hair. Yep, and he's a... Possibly a, a ponytail. Apparently, he's um, ranked captain, according captain to his... Captain Callus? Yeah, according to his rank insignia on his jacket in that shot. So the... And, like, based on where they see him... It's Gavin 4. Yeah, the implication is he's, he's um, stayed behind. Stationed on the base. He's stationed on the base. So he'll be uh, in a few of our adventures. Yeah. Um, we learned that there's going to be some new Mandalorians as well as some returning Mandalorians. Yes, and one of the returning Mandalorians is a character named Bo-Katan Kryze, who is Satine's oh. sister. Satine Kryze was the governor of Mandalore. I swear we've seen her in Rebels, in, in the Sabine episode where she goes to Mandalore. Was she, yeah. not, was she not in that? I didn't think so. I, I didn't thought recognize she, her. I thought she was. I, I thought she was one of the... The like goons for the bad guy. Oh, maybe. I I swear I swear she was then, in that episode. Then it's possible if she was in the episode with um, what's that dude's face? Um, Major Dick face. Yeah. Um, we know who we're talking about. Yeah, the, the guy in the red armor. Yeah, the yeah. like um, Imperial Mandalorian. Actually, he has a cool name. He I, does. I forget what it was. Um, yeah. And like, because I'm mixing him. The up. hand of the emperor. <laughs> yeah, I'm mixing him up with Pre Vizsla, who's like the one from Clone Wars. Good name. Um, and so Bo-Katan was Satine's sister. Satine yeah. was the ruler of Mandalore, but Bo-Katan apparently wanted Mandalore to like return to its warrior roots because Satine was a pacifist. Hmm. So we see her in the trailer. That's why we gotta watch the rest of Clone Wars. Exactly. So our plan yeah. is to watch the rest of Clone Wars before the premiere of season four. We can do it. We can do it. So we're going to have, um, And you can do this. it too, audience, every week with us. Yeah. Um... We're not doing it this week because we had so much to talk about. I guess even but, if you don't want to watch it, you could always listen to us recap it for you every week. Yeah. And we'll tell you what happens. Yeah, exactly. We'll tell you the important characters. And now that we've already seen Rebels, we'll be able to point out when the Rebels character shows up. Definitely. 
Um, so we also see um, Sagrera again, new haircut. Which we expected. Apparently he's in the U-Wing. There's the U-Wings. Oh, he's the one in the U-Wing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of U-Wings in that trailer. Yeah. Um, We see some more TIE Defenders. Yeah. We see some... Your favorite. Yeah. We see Rook fighting the Rebels. After we're done recapping all the new stuff, I just want to talk about Rook. Okay. And then we see some Thrawn. We also see a Death Trooper. We don't see any more confirmed um, Rogue One characters. Um... I feel like... We're going to get Cassian. Yeah, and I feel like the Callus ISB captain connection makes an We're obvious opening for, Cal- uh, for Cassian. fucking get Cassian. Yeah, because he's like also... He's like the rebel ISB. Yeah. So I think that would be um, like a, a really no obvious question. connection. I feel like we're going to get him, no yeah. question. Okay, let's talk about Rook. Okay. All right, so Rook is um, a character from the Legends book. In those books, he was a member of an alien race called the Nogri, who worshipped Darth Vader. And yes. Their whole race was basically devoted to Darth Vader and worshipped him like a god, if I remember correctly. Um, which gave them a really cool arc with Leia in that book series. Yeah, it was so good. Because Vader was dead, and they're like, oh, hey, you want to be our new Dark Queen? Yeah. Um, so, like, in that book series, it was cool because they worked with Thrawn and they, they were loyal to Thrawn mm-hmm. um, because Vader was dead and they were still a part of the Empire and didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. But then when they find out about Leia, they switch sides. Yeah. And they call her Lady Vader, which is kind of awesome. Which is amazing. Yeah. So, are we going to get any of that in Rebels? Yeah. Like, are the Nogri going to have a connection to Vader? And... It's interesting, right? Because Vader's still alive. Yeah. So they won't be worshipping Leia. Yeah. So, and, and like, I, this is, like, some crazy tinfoil hat shit. Okay. But, like, maybe we'll get none of that. Mm-hmm. And Rook will be the only one of the Nogri we see. Right. I think that's the more likely way to go, is that Rook's just going to be a throwaway character. But they've still got to set up who he is. Well, yeah, but so uh, but, have but some... we might not get a whole race of no grade, right? You know, yeah. like we do in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we did, wouldn't that be interesting? That like Vader's involved too? Yeah. Um, or what if? Or what if they have the same reverence for Thrawn as they did for Vader? Right. Or like, what's going on with all that? Yeah. Because I, I think it would be cool to have a similar arc for Rook mm-hmm. in the show where he switches sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we always want. But, yeah. But it would be interesting. It would be. And and I think, like... Um, because otherwise, what the fuck is the point of that character? Yeah. That character is not interesting um, unless you have that moral complexity, in, in my opinion. And I think um, what's interesting about Rook is that you totally called that in the Thrawn episode where that was his password to stop yeah. the... Um, the uh did i call it well you were kind of like we talked about how rook was probably a reference to his hungry body so then it was like is is rook canon as opposed to like that being a reference yeah i don't think i don't think i would have predicted that rook was actually going to be in the show though but uh, yeah i mean it it was uh, something we we noticed in that episode Mm -hmm. or we didn't someone else did and i pointed it out um but yeah, that's my biggest question. Yeah. Also, there's this whole mystery surrounding the White Wolf. Have you heard about yeah. this? So like, um, 
I mean, it's inherently mysterious. So. As a collector of the trading cards, mm. some deep cuts. Okay. Um, so as a collector of the trading cards in, uh, what the hell is that? Card Trader? Card Trader, yeah. If you collected the whole set of Ahsoka trading cards, you'll notice that one of them, I think it's one of the last ones, has her bordered by a bunch of white wolves. Cool, cool. Let's look at them right now. Do you have them all? Um, I, well, I just want to see if so I... Because we have... There's a lot of her and the owl. Yeah. Right? And, like, there's been a lot of... Um, there's a lot of theories surrounding the forest owl or whatever, mm-hmm. which shares, like, um, shares coloration with a character from Clone Wars. This is, like, a whole... We could do a whole episode on this theory. Oh, I do have that card. Here we go. So she's surrounded by... Oh, so she is. A there bunch, it is. A bunch of white wolves. Yeah. Why else? Drawn by Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni drew these cards, and people have been analyzing them forever. Right. Yeah, there's the one with her with the convoy owl. And this, it's like, why would you have... There's no other reason to have a white wolf with Ahsoka on that card. Yeah. If not, there's some connection. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I didn't cool. know that. And also... And even Ahsoka, even like, you know, like Rex's symbol that he... Yeah. That resembles Ahsoka's, it kind of looks like wolf ears. Yeah. Um, tinfoil hat theory. So, related to that tinfoil hat theory, so throughout the Rebels panel, Dave Filoni was wearing a t-shirt that said, Ahsoka lives with a question mark. And then there was one with an exclamation mark. Yes. And then there was one with a wolf head. Yes. Then his next shirt was Ahsoka lives exclamation mark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had one of each, but then the third one of mm-hmm. that trilogy of t-shirts was a wolf head. Yes. Ahsoka's become a force shape-shifting creature that can turn into convoys and wolves. That would be cool. I mean, I don't think it'll be that direct, but mm-hmm. I, I think something along those lines. Yeah, and we see Kanan talking to the wolf later in the... Yeah, in the, I thought that was interesting, um, too. So there's some cool stuff in this trailer. Um, and I, I heard that Dave Filoni confirmed that the finale of Rebels will not be the Battle of Scarif. Some people were assuming that that would be, like, sort of... Really? Be, That's what they were? Oh, yeah. Interesting. That, that would be... Because she's talking about, like, I didn't think it would end like this, and it feels like it's building up to a battle, and there's all those ships. Um, but... I wonder what the finale will be. Yeah. Dave Filoni said it was not... Or I think there was a implication confirmed it was not the Battle of Scarif. I thought it was interesting what, you know, he was saying about season four is going to go in some directions you do not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will have to, you know, if it's going to end, like... Yeah, I don't how know if you, how do you end a series? explicitly. This is the last season of Rebels. We oh, yeah, that, that was the other thing. announcement, was that this is the last season of Rebels. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if they end it by hooking up to any of the other stuff mm-hmm. or not. And I thought um, there's a line, a voiceover in the trailer where Kanan says, you know, like, what if we became Jedi just for this? Like, for whatever this is, he's to, talking to, to Ezra. To maintain the balance yeah, is the way that line goes. Yeah, yeah. And he's talk, they talk a lot about balance in that trailer, too. It's not a coincidence. It's like, it's that's deliberate. the whole... Um, the whole theme of all of these things has been... Um, balance. Balance, and balance in the Force. And a different kind of balance than they were talking about in the prequels and original trilogy with the chosen one no the same kind of balance yeah right but it's just that we didn't understand it yeah right the chosen one's going to bring balance to the force because the chosen one 
is not a single person, but a reincarnation of an idea. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Ray is the chosen one reincarnated. Yeah. Um, I, that makes the most sense to me, right? Star Wars has always worked in threes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have, you know, episode one, two, and three, episode four, five, and six. Yeah. We have dark side, light side, and balance. Yeah. Yeah. Threes. Um, so, uh, I, I, mean, I don't think there's that much else to talk about about Rebel season four. There wasn't a whole, we didn't get a whole lot of information. Um, so do you want to move on? Yeah. So the third topic of the, or fourth topic, yeah. Battlefront. Let's talk Star Wars Holy Battlefront. Holy fuck. Yeah. We don't play Battlefront. No, we don't play Battlefront. <laughs> now we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Yet. Why don't um, you lead this one? Okay. You're so, the one who's more thirsty for it. I... <laughs> You sent me the teaser trailer for this. Um, subtitled with subtitled with, whole, like holy shit! They put the the new star the star of the new Battlefront game is Dr- Jagged Fell, and I was like, ha, what? And then I was like, oh shit! The yeah. star of the new Battlefront game it's is R- Jagged R- Fell. R O C, yeah, R O C, Jagged Fell. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, the main character is like a special forces imperial soldier um, who witnesses the. Which is cool that like special for- imperial yeah. special forces confirmed. Yeah, yeah, because that that wasn't like a thing before. Um, and who witnesses her and her squad witness the um, battle of Endor, the blowing up of the last, the second Death Star, and um, it's implied that she they escape and form or join the First Order and sort of try to carry out revenge for the Emperor. I think uh, we're going to see a campaign mode um, where we see a bunch of the famous battles um, because like Battlefront's just a competitive game. Um, yeah, and this one they can, the, the new campaign mode for Battlefront 2 is new. I, yeah, uh, I know yeah. that. Um, but like if you think about the way Battlefront is is formatted, it's mm-hmm. a it's a bunch of the iconic battles from Star Wars um, as versus matches, right? Yeah. So what would make more sense than to show each of those battles from a single viewpoint and string them together as a campaign? Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to get is like, you know, maybe you unlock characters and missions by going through a single player campaign mm-hmm. through the eyes of this one soldier. Mm-hmm. Her name is Aiden Versio. Good name. And um, she has a droid sidekick. We see a little little Classic. probe droid. Um, and named uh, Proby. <laughs> yeah. And we were, you know, we were also all about the droid sidekicks here on Imperial Hearts. Yeah. So um, pro droids are some of our favorites. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really liked that um, tie-in between the special forces in the Empire and this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the special forces in the First Order, because... I thought it was a really nice, yeah. seamless thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, apparently the writers of the campaign, they read Lost Stars and Shattered Empire Heck yeah. as um, you know inspiration, uh, which you can feel. Like, we, we don't get... Um, Race loan confirmed for Battlefront. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, how can you not? It feels like, how could you not have Race loan in this game? I hope we get Rachel in this game. Yeah. She's the one who sends you on the missions. Yeah, that would be amazing. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's. Uh... We also saw the emperor droids who keep popping up. Yeah. The like red cloaked emperor droids who keep popping up in the comics and books. Mm-hmm. That um, was really cool. Interesting little detail. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other big announcement related to this is that. Um, sorry. Uh, Claudia Gray. No, not Claudia Gray. Um, Christy Golden. Christy Golden. Sorry, I get them confused too. Yeah. Uh, Christy Golden's novel Inferno Squad is, is actually a, Battlefront 2. Yeah, is a prequel novel to Battlefront 2. So the main character of Inferno Squad is Aiden Versio after um, yeah. Rogue One, um, carrying out uh, some Infernos. Yep, with her elite squadron. And apparently, the story goes that she's from a new planet. Uh, that they create for the story, which is basically like an imperial utopia. It's like actually not a shithole planet, and so she's like, that's cool. You know, fully on board. What do you want to bet her whole team is boys? Um, you know. it's a pretty high bet. I w- I wouldn't take that bet. Just a just a mere rogue one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, we can have one girl, but you get one girl. She's the leader, but yeah, you get one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe there's going to be some cute ones. <laughs> But, but what if they're cute? What if they're cute, though? I mean, I thought that the whole Inferno squad was me boys. Yeah, me too. I, I assume... So, I've seen you might have, like, a token girl, and yeah. her, her personality is the girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so better than that, I guess. It would be cool if there was more than one, but... Um, would have been cool if the leader of Inferno squad was named Inferno. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That would have been terrible. Um, so, yeah. It's all fire-themed. Yeah. All these new books are called Journey to the Last Jedi. Just like like they've got that, that oh. subtitle, Journey to the Last Jedi, oh, including cool. this one. So, like that. yeah. Um, I'm really excited. And I feel like one of the things that we talked about in our um, end of 2016 episode and, like, wishes for 2017, it was like, I wanted... Give a tie pilot a face and a character, two K seventeen, and I want. What are gonna get that? Yeah, let's do it. It's like more cute Imperials and, um, like you got. It's like yeah. It was. It's. It's. This what is I made wanted. for you. It's yeah. what I wanted, and you love tie fighter pilots. I do, um, and uh, seeing the campaign from an Imperial perspective, which we've sort of laid the groundwork for in, like, Ray Sloan being a protagonist and a good protagonist, like a relatable um, Imperial character, I feel like um, that's going to be a really interesting perspective that we don't see much of. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the other books? Like, the new Phasma book that got announced? Mm -hmm. So Um, that tie-in is a good segue. It's going to be about mining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's who's is it by an interesting author? It's um by okay. Delilah um, Dawson who did the um, the short story about um, Busy Natal, the like spy in Force Awakens who is at the cantina who tells. Oh, I like her. Yeah, so yeah. she is a short story. Uh, it's by Delilah Dawson, who is writing the Phasma story. I wonder. I wonder what it's about. Yeah. I wonder if it's about Phasma teaming up with Sido Nathano to find Count Dooku's second treasure. Nice. That'd be fucking awesome. And they also announced a Phasma comic. Yeah, I wonder if that'll is, tie in at all. It's about her escape from Starkiller Base. 
classic. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. So it's like a one shot. She where she gets out of the trash compactor. Yeah. Like like Boba Fett getting out of the Starlight Pit. Yeah, exactly. It's how she. I love it. How she survives Circular Base. You will see how she gets her new weapon. Yeah. I'm excited for more Phasma content. Maybe we'll get to see her face. Yeah, that comes out in uh, September. Yeah. Inferno Squad comes out in July. And, uh, of wow. course, we also still have the two Rogue One young adults coming out in June. There's lots of stuff to read. Mm-hmm. And, last but not least, a new young adult novel about young Leia by Claudia oh, Gray. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. It looks lovely. Yeah, so... Um, it's great that we're getting more Claudia Gray and more Christy Golden. Yeah, and more Claudia Gray doing Leia. Yeah, we, yeah, we right. We talked specifically True. about... How good she was yeah, at Leia. how, how yeah. well she did Leia. Um, we know she's killer at YA. That's her standard genre. That's her jam. Um, and a couple of months ago, people... When is that coming out? That one is later, too. But I can't oh, that's remember okay. when. And also, the, um, the 40th anniversary book is in October, I think. The anthology. The anthology. Blue yeah. Milk. Um, and... Uh, yeah, a couple of people had asked Claudia Gray, like, over the last year, like, hey, when are you going to write more Star Wars? She wasn't allowed to say it. Yeah, she was saying, like, oh, I'd love for them to ask me. And just, like, just waiting oh, for them to ask so me. so sneaky. And, uh, of course, we don't know when she was asked to write this, but um, I'm really excited that she's... She's one of my favorites. I'm, I'm thinking about reading her other books. Me too. Um, I, I like I like her books. Yeah, and uh, so... Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing her write Young Leia, and it'll be fun to see if there's... There's obviously going to be some Bale and Brea, and we have pretty much not seen any Brea uh, Organa at all, so I think this is the most we're going to get, and I think that'll be really cool to see, like... That's exciting. Leia's mom in action. All right. Yeah. So there's a lot of reading. Speaking of books, did I show you my cutest book I got? Oh, yeah. You told me about that. I bought the... Um, I, I like the Sedonathano novels so much that I bought a hard copy of all the short stories. Yeah. The, like, Star Wars... It's adorable look at Tales it. from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. It's Aliens. this little mini book. It is a mini book. It's so cute. And there's it's actually ones. really hard to find. Like, there's not a lot of copies available. Oh, wow, the text is really big. Well, I think it's for kids. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's in the children's section in most bookstores. Cool. But it's really cute. It has little illustrations before each chapter. Neat. It's, I, I, I wish all books were this tiny and cute. It is cute. I think I saw a Maz Kanata. Yeah. And the first story is about General Zuvio. Or Constable Zuvio. Yes. Nice. I I can't wait to review it for the podcast. Nice. Oh my god. Pablo Hidalgo tweeted today. Can I just read you like the first line of the Zuvia story? Yes. Pablo Hidalgo tweeted today that the best Star Wars cosplay would be to tell everyone you were dressing up as Constable Zuvio and then not show up. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Constable Zuvio's fingertips brushed the handle of the small blaster he kept hidden in a holster in the folds of his robe. I don't want to do this, CZ, the gray-skinned Kyuzo said, his voice clear through the bandages he wore over his mouth. No one else has to be hurt. Not me. Not you. 
Constable Zuvio was a hard beat cop with the not what? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay, no, that. But one. it's like it's like fucking cowboy cop story. Yeah, nice. It's, it's called like, High Noon on Jakku. Yeah, cowboy cop. It's perfect. That's I'm right in, up your alley. I'm in love with all these little stories. I can't wait to read them. Awesome. Um, you can read them too if you yeah. want. Um, but. I don't know if we'll do a formal review of this whole little book. There's like nine of them. Wow. Not all the stories are available on Kindle. Oh, cool. There's like... Is there an Uncar There's Black one about Uncar Platt. I see him yeah, on the back. And one about Cookie. His name's Cookie? I think he's like a Jakku... They're all like Jakku aliens. Okay. Um, except for a couple of them. These ones and these ones. Right. These guys look like minions, kind of. They really do. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> And there's Quiggled on the back. Good old Quiggled. Nice. Is that Quiggled? Yeah. It's Quiggled. Yeah. That's that's so <clears throat> cute. Yeah. Can't wait to read those little gems. Awesome. Yeah, there's so much to read. There's yeah, there really is. And then we're gonna have that new um, the new Darth Vader comic series coming out. Like oh yeah, the silly one. The yeah, the like young Darth Vader. Or young hot Darth Vader. We already had that. It was called the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Wait. That's, that's... Clone Wars, sorry. Yeah, well, I would say he was at his peacot in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, I said that by accident. I didn't actually think that yeah. the kid was hot. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just making a really off comment. No, I wasn't, I wasn't. I, was, I, I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, prequels, yeah. prequels, yeah. yeah. No, um, my sister had a crush on him when she was 10 and he was 10 when the movie came out. That's appropriate. Yeah, she thought he was really cute. Uh, all right. Is that... What else do we have about Celebration or is that it? Um, that's like... I mean, there were other things that came out. Um, the third wave of Star Wars Destiny, which is the card and dice game. Sabine, oh, yeah. Sabine I, I is one that. of the characters that came out. There's they announced be the name of it. More of that. I can't remember what it's the- called. The new expansion is coming out on May the 4th. Oh, for Star Wars Day. Yeah, so cool. it should be interesting. Nice. Um, let's get into Thrawn, because I just really want to talk about Thrawn. Uh, yeah. All right. So let me give you a little rundown of... Uh, so I guess, just to let you know, um, you can turn off the podcast now if you don't want any spoilers about Thrawn, because that's all we're talking about till the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it a bit quieter next time it doesn't look that loud on the thing okay, okay. Um, uh, so I'm gonna, I'll give you a little summary of the story so uh, it's not just a story about Throne it's also just as much a story about Eli Eli yeah. v- Vanto. Vanto he's like the main point of view character he's the main point of view character um, he's like an imperial from the outer Outreaches. Yeah, the wild space. Wild space, not wild the outer space. rim. Wild space. Yeah. He's a hick, like <laughs> yokel from wild space with a funny accent. A hick yokel imperial. Yes. Who wants nothing? He's like the Bilbo Baggins. He's like, yes, I, I don't want is. any adventures or anything untoward. And then Thrawn is like, No, you're coming with me, kid. Yeah. Um. So he's like Thrawn's translator, mm-hmm. and Thrawn basically keeps convincing him to come along with him and. Thrawn meets all they the first hundred pages are basically about them going to school together yes and, and being roommates at school together it's like a fucking fanfic 
Yeah, the fanfic writes itself. It's a, I mean, this, but this is it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's an, it's a Imperial Academy AU with Thrawn and like a cute OC, <laughs> you know, like your yourself, self, yourself insert OC, like, like yeah. you know, it's the perfect character for Thrawn to like, you know, Thrawn yeah. likes you. Yeah, yeah, because Thrawn is like inexplicably attached to him, and he's like, it's uh, like, dude, dude, yeah. like I just want to like. I just want to go back to my backwater home world and, and, and count inventory and Imperial supply depots. Yeah, he was like, that sounds awesome. And Thrawn's like, no, that's dumb. That's dumb. You're coming with me, kid. Yeah. Yeah, or, it, or it's... he's like, I need, I need you to translate for me. And he's like, but you speak perfect basic. He's like, whoops, this I forgot book, a word. This book is the Rick and Morty of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> it's just like this, you know... You don't watch Rick and Morty. No. But that's basically what it is. It's this fucking, like, super intelligent guy. And he has this, like, you know, little fucking kid with him. Just dragging him on these crazy adventures. Except, like... And I just want... I So, sorry, go so ahead. Go I was going to say, yeah. for the, like, because of the school thing, there's something about, like, Thrawn comes off as younger than... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's he not... I, seems... He's. I mean, he's still older than... Eli, though. Yeah. But he's younger than he is in yeah. the current stuff, obviously. It has... Um, he's uh, not that much younger, though, if you think about the timeline. I don't know. What is the timeline? I feel like they have After Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, but there's... If you look at the front of the book, it says the timeline. Right. It's after Lords of the Sith. It's like right after Tarkin. Okay. So it's, it's so only... we've still got like five... We've only got like five years or so. Five or so years before... Right. Before like Rogue One. Okay. So and then Rebels is set before that. Yeah, so true. This can't be that soon. Maybe true. A... Well, maybe like when they start going to school, though, it's before that because he's still like unless Thrawn climbs the ranks like really quickly. I don't know. I feel like he's going to. Yeah, he probably will. But um, I mean, yeah, it's between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, or mm-hmm. between no, between Rebels. And, yeah. So it'll be interesting I feel like the end of this book's just gonna hook up with Rebels I heard a spoiler that they were like so I heard a spoiler spoiler I don't want to know with your spoiler spoiler okay well it's a timeline spoiler and I'm saying that the academy stuff is I think quite a bit before this okay based on that's, the, that's good um, I think the academy stuff is many years before alright all right. Um, well it's still after Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. but yeah but he could be like 10 years younger or something possibly but um he comes across as definitely like he's less worldly about this part of the universe in this part of the book than he is in rebels but anyway i really like it it's what it's like written really well and all the little all the little thrawn puzzles are there yeah which is what you read these books for timothy zahn is so good at thrawn yeah he's great at thrawn like obviously setting up little little things where you're like you're like oh he thought of this one little way out of the situation yeah um yeah it's great um i really like the scene especially i like all the scenes with thrawn and eli when Mm -hmm. they're just like talking about stuff building their relationship Mm -hmm. um i also really like the scene with thrawn and the emperor yeah which is amazing um and there's more of it than just that teaser that we saw Mm -hmm. um that was cool um and i was saying to you that i really wish that there was more of this yeah you know i was saying like i i told you you hadn't read it all yet and i was i'd finished and um i was saying that uh 
I was only a quarter way through the book, mm-hmm. and I'm already sad that there's not more. Yeah. Because I just want, like, infinite adventures of Thrawn and Eli. <laughs> yeah. I just want, like, you know, a bunch of Sherlock Holmes stories, where it's just, like, Thrawn and Eli and the case of the curious womp rat, you know, like... <laughs> yes. I, I just want, like, a, mil- yeah. a million... I, I want a whole TV show about this. And It's what, just Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and what I want to say about that is that it's so interesting. Um, we talked about this a little bit when we were reading the Vader comic. Um, that Thrawn is, so far in the book, um, like he's such a... He's a likable character. Yeah, and you I relate so. to Eli and to him. Um, and you you kind of root for Eli. So, like, he's kind of a... Like, I, I root for him. Uh, yeah, I like um, him a lot. I like him. Yeah, and He's kind of a grump. Yeah. And he's, he's you know, he's a Bilbo. He wants to go back to his regular life and yeah. not have any of these stupid adventures. But he can't help it. Bilbo, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Mm. Watson. Um, <laughs> some connections yeah. there so get our like another string for our conspiracy wall um, yeah but Th- so Thrawn and Rebels is the worst and like I don't like I like him a lot but I don't root for him at all and like he's scary I kind of do and I, I I want the Rebels to win in Rebels like they yeah, do a yeah. really good job yeah, of making Thrawn it's like, not it's not from Thrawn's point of view yeah you don't see him as a as a protagonist. And you, you don't see that that um, lovable side. Yeah. That um, you see because we have Eli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Thrawn in this book is like, he's the protagonist. Like him and Eli are the protagonists. Yeah. And so the, the yeah. sort of right now the antagonists are like other Imperials who aren't interested in Thrawn succeeding. They're Imperial jocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because... Bullying them at school. <laughs> I'm not even. That literally happens. happens. That's a big part of the first quarter. The the jocks of the Imperials are like the Tie Fighter pilots. Yeah. Well, they yeah. They go on to be Tie Fighter pilots. Um. So they uh, yeah, they bully Eli and Thrawn at school because they're like wild space yokels. Totally. And and, uh, Thrawn is an alien, and you know, officially we're not supposed to be mean to aliens, but everybody is. I really liked that. Me too. I loved the, like, um, the xenophobia stuff Mm -hmm. in this book because we don't ever get that. Mm -hmm. It's never like directly addressed in any of the other things. No. And I like, I like the interplay between the official policy being like, it's not appropriate to disrespect. Just like real life. Yeah. Yeah. But that people do and people find ways to get around it. And even when they're, they're talking to like the commandant of the school and he's like, well, I mean, officially these are the rules, but you know that my hands are tied because like, yeah, all these families with money have the actual power. And it's interesting because it's not just about right i mean it's a bit like xenophobia is right yeah. it's the same as racism in star wars right yeah. let's be honest here um but they also address class mm-hmm. it's not just about race but they address class yeah, as well because with eli it's about class with eli it's about class yeah and with ron too mm-hmm. you know he's from the he's like 
he's not just an alien, but he's from wild space Mm -hmm. beyond. So it's like you're considered lower class if you're not from the core worlds. Yeah. And like Eli doesn't want to go to the core worlds because he's like, oh, no, everybody's the worst there. Yeah, exactly. And like everybody back home in my academy, like everybody's friends and we're just like chill out at the Imperial Academy in wild space. And yeah, um, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, I have one complaint, one nit to pick. Mm-hmm. When I first started reading this book, chapter one, um, I was like, oh no, is this going to be one of those books where we don't have any women? Because it starts off with this scene where it's like, it's all dudes growing out mm-hmm. in a camp mm-hmm. campsite mm-hmm. and someone breaks into the campsite and they're, and they immediately assume they immediately say the stranger is a him. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? They did assume the stranger was a man. I mean, obviously, you know. he. It's like we know he is because it's Thrawn, but... But I thought it was a weird assumption for them to make. Yeah. But then but then Timothy Zahn went and proved me wrong by having a pretty diverse cast yeah, the, beyond that. Yeah, the little texts and stuff, there's lots all of the, yeah, women. All the background characters after that, there was lots of women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I that first chapter caught mm-hmm. me off guard because I'm like, oh, is this going to be a fucking John Jackson Miller? Yeah. Or was he one of the bad offenders? I forget. He had some lady stormtroopers. He just had hot Kanan talking about... <laughs> hot Kanan. Kanan talking about hot hair all the time. Um, anyway, I, I was worried that this was going to be one of those books. Yeah. And it's like, for that first chapter, I think it kind of was. There was mm-hmm. only one woman in a whole platoon of dudes. Mm-hmm. Um and they they kept yeah they kept assuming that Thrawn was a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but beyond that, it actually turned out to be fine. And, and one of our protagonists is a woman. Yeah, one of the protagonists uh, who is less likable than the other ones. I like her more than I like her in Rebels. Yeah, she's more likable in Rebels. Is a Rinda yeah. Price. Um, I, I was like, yeah, she's pretty... Who we later becomes Governor Price. We and think. we get a juicy mining plot with her. Yeah, it took 50 pages before they introduced the mining subplot, but it's there. <laughs> we were texting each other, and we were like, yeah. finally, some mining. Yeah, it's been like, geez, it's about time. <laughs> it's pretty good. I was really missing this. Um, yeah. So this time, the substance of note is called Dunium. And uh, yep. there's a lot of juicy details about, about Dunium. About Dunium and the mining corporations that control it. I'm riveted. Yeah. Um, so. And it looks like it's going to be connected to Thrawn because Thrawn's trying to get the Dunium out of those droids or something. Yeah. So. And uh, I think it's interesting. Like, so on the one hand, I want to applaud Timothy Zahn for not being afraid to make unlikable female characters because that's sometimes it's, a thing yeah, that yeah sometimes a thing that happens um, but there's also only one female character in this book who's not a background character well the captain of the starship I was thinking about her too because she's also un- sort of unlikable she's not on Thrawn's side um I figured she might yeah I mean like but that only works if you have more than a couple. Exactly. So I'm not, like, I'm sort of holding my breath about that, because if you only have female characters that are unlikable... I feel like Arinda Price is likable if you haven't seen Rebels. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? She kind of, like, throws her parents under the bus in, like, the, her first interaction, which is a little rough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a bad thing to do. 
I'm like I, 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 I sympathize with what she wants. Yeah. Like I, I can understand. I find her understandable, but I don't find her not that she and she doesn't have to be likable. Um, I don't think that's a requirement. Um, but yeah, there, there's not the cast isn't large. Yeah. Um, there's really only two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other background characters are always cycling in and out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this book goes. Um, if Arena, if Arinda, Arinda, Arinia, Arinda, yeah. Arinda becomes likable. Um, and if she doesn't, that's yeah, that's fine. But it would be nice to have. It would like, be nice for the main characters to be likable. Yeah, Thrawn and Eli definitely are. I mean, very likable. This is this is before we see Thrawn like do anything um, unlikable. Like, you know, he isn't, like, murdering planets full of people kind of thing yet, so... Not yet. You know, there's time for him to turn it around. Um, but yeah, I would say this is my favorite Star Wars book this year. I mean, the year is just beginning. But I would I would say 10 out of 10, go read this book. It's really, it's really exciting. And, like, it's, yeah. it's very... Um, like page turny, like it's, it's uh, yeah. very readable. Usually, um, when we review these Star Wars books, I just read you know twenty pages a day, mm-hmm. something like that. This one, I just the first day or like the first day and a half, I read the whole amount that I could, and yeah. I, I wished I could read more. Yeah, so, so I was really looking forward, which to, is really rare. Yeah, lifting our embargo so we could keep reading. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, that means I can read more tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. uh, you were saying uh, one of those things like related to the having a big cast of like mainly male main characters is that you get that kind of unintentional like homoeroticism. Homoeroticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Especially it's when lovely. all the point of view characters are male, so that we are seeing the male characters from their point of view. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, everything comes off as it's it's funny right you have these like and it's really common too like mm-hmm. and, and and james lucino does it too yeah and, and it's like they don't intend to make it homoerotic but it's like because the only characters in the book are men mm-hmm. and they like each other they don't yeah. they don't hate each other yeah then there, there's interesting chemistry there it's hard not to think about it. Yeah, that yeah. scene where Thrawn like runs up to meet Eli's parents. Oh my goodness! <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, you must be Eli's parents." Oh, this there's is that so cute. that one scene where it's like, "Do you like me?" Yeah, you know, it's like you know, you don't not like me, right? And yeah. it's like, "Yes, I like you." <laughs> yeah, it's or like fun. So- something like that. I don't yeah. know if that was the words, but there's like all these scenes that you know they're about friendship, yeah. but. But it, it's hard not to... Yeah. It's hard not to romanticize it. It's hard not to romanticize it. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because Thrawn has a series of these types of relationships. He has a series of Watsons. Oh, yeah. That He's addicted he, to Watsons. Yeah, that he collects. Um, and he, he works really hard to keep Eli, like, with an increasingly flimsy excuse of yeah. being his translator. And Definitely. he's like, ugh, okay. In this sort of like semi-long suffering way, can't wait to see what happens with Thrawn and Eli. Yeah, I hope they leave it open to more adventures. <laughs> yeah. Like Eli doesn't die or something. Oh, that would be sad. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know what happens to him, but yeah, it's and Thrawn. There, it's actually it's got a really interesting um, 
writing style where so even when the scene is not from Thrawn's point of view he's got interludes interjected in between everybody's dialogue I love that where he's analyzing you know what their body language is to sort of interpret their emotional state yeah so he and just see partially in the infrared spectrum so he's sort of seeing heat so he comments a lot about when people's like faces flush and they like get embarrassed or angry and all of that is written in present tense Mm. like his face heats up and then the rest of the book is written in past tense and so it's got a really interesting... Um, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. got an interesting sort of um, immediacy to it um, with Thrawn's observations thrown in between all the lines of dialogue and they're in italics. Um, so I don't know how that would be handled in the audiobook. I wonder what it comes off like in the audiobook because they're I'm always wondering. Thrawn's observations. It's like it's like the Sherlock TV show where like Yeah, popping up on the screen like his observations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting. So. Well, I kind of want to get wrapped up here cuz we're at an hour and a half and I'm kind of getting tired. Yeah, same. Um so uh what do we want to say for for next week? We're going to be reading up to the Probably around page 200 of Thrawn, let's say. Yeah, probably around the end of chapter 14. Sounds about right. Um, um, halfway through the book, basically. Yep. Um, and I don't know what else we'll talk about next week. Yeah. I guess we'll, uh, well, we'll talk about Clone we're going to watch some more Clone Wars. Yep. Um, so we look forward to that. And then we'll see what other topics come up next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, happy celebration, everyone. Yeah, another celebration down. Lots of news, lots of things to look forward to. Yeah, I'm recharged for another year of Star Wars. Wow. For sure. I can't believe there's so much stuff. Yeah. we run out of content. I was worried there weren't going to be that many new books this year, but now there's there's so many that have been announced. It's funny that that was one of the reasons I didn't um, predict any books on my list. I was like, I don't know if they're going to do any more. Yeah. They've got like a couple, but they got a whole bunch. They saved a bunch to announce for celebrations so that's, mm-hmm. that's really great mm-hmm. all right so i guess we'll be getting ps3s play bat or ps4s to play battlefront or you could just buy one and i could play it on your house yep it's gonna happen okay um all right or if they maybe they'll have it on nintendo switch no i think it's ps4 exclusive damn it all right well yeah it was a good week anybody anyway nobody died okay bye bye If you'd like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or follow us on Twitter at imperial underscore hearts. If you'd like to send us comments, questions, or anything else, you can email us at imperialheartspodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review or rating on iTunes, or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash imperialhearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Barbarian by Pierre Lowe. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited, is intended for entertainment purposes only, and all Star Wars people, names, places, and anything else is copyright of Disney and their respective copyright and trademark holders. 
The ship of the week is Jamie and Iden Versio. Think about it. <laughs>